Welcome to Furniture Industry News for August 22nd, 2023 from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover a severe drought causing ship backup at the Panama Canal, the decline in existing home sales in the U.S., the importance of nearshoring and technology for the furniture industry's future, and allegations of unfair and unethical practices by American freight. A severe drought in Panama has caused significant disruptions at the Panama Canal, resulting in over 160 ships being backed up and impacting trade to the east and Gulf Coast ports. In response to the drought, canal authorities have implemented measures to conserve water, including reducing maximum ship weights and limiting the number of daily transits. The canal, which relies on rainwater for replenishment, requires approximately 50 million gallons of water per container ship passage, with only a portion of it being recycled. The delays caused by the backup have led to some ships experiencing delays of up to 21 days. Ship owners are now either carrying less cargo or searching for alternative routes to minimize disruption. The Panama Canal is a crucial transportation route with over 14,000 container ships passing through in 2022, facilitating the movement of 40% of all consumer goods between Northeast Asia and the U.S. East Coast. The delays are estimated to result in a loss of $200 million in revenue for Panama and could potentially lead to price increases for groceries and parcels in the United States. Although the current water restrictions are in place until September 2nd, the situation remains fluid and subject to change. Tim Hansen, Chief Commercial Officer at Dorian LPG, expressed the challenges of navigating the canal amid the uncertainties caused by the delays. Droughts are not uncommon in the region and are expected approximately every five years. However, this particular drought is more severe and occurring only three years after the last one. The Panama Canal authorities have implemented water-saving measures to manage reservoir capacity during the rainy season from May to December and to meet water demand during the dry season from January to April. However, the current drought is unprecedented, leading to the driest year on record since 1950. The situation highlights the need for ongoing efforts to address water conservation and adapt to changing environmental conditions in the region. Year-over-year existing home sales declined by 16.6% in July, indicating that the housing market continues to be affected by high mortgage rates and limited inventory. The National Association of Realtors reported that sales dropped from 4.88 million units in July 2022 to 4.07 million units in July this year, representing a 16.6% decrease. Additionally, sales fell by 2.2% compared to June's figures. All regions in the United States experienced year-over-year declines in sales, except for the West. This decline in July sales can be attributed to the rising interest rates, which reached 7.09% as of August 17. This is an increase from 6.96% the previous week and 5.13% compared to the same period last year. In terms of prices, the median home price in July was $406,700, a 1.9% increase from July 2022. While prices rose in the Northeast, Midwest, and South, they remained unchanged in the West. 
Inventory levels stood at 1.11 million units, an increase of 3.7% from June, but a decrease of 14.6% compared to July last year. The unsold inventory equated to a 3.3-month supply based on the current sales pace, which is up from 3.1 months in June and 3.2 months in July last year. Lawrence Yun, the chief economist of the National Association of Realtors, emphasized that inventory availability and mortgage rates continue to hinder sales activity. He noted that high interest rates have caused affordability challenges for renters. Yun believes that lower mortgage rates will bring more buyers and sellers into the market, thus stimulating movement in the housing market. Despite these expectations, mortgage rates for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage reached their highest level in 21 years at over 8%. However, this rate has since dropped to 7.62% as of Tuesday. The impact of the declining home sales on the industry is significant. Home sales drive interest in purchasing new furniture for newly built or existing homes as buyers often require new items to furnish their properties. In July, single-family home sales fell by 16.3% compared to July 2022, with condominium and co-op sales dropping by 19.2% during the same period. Median prices for single-family homes and condos both increased. Other notable highlights from the report include an increase in first-time buyers to 30% of sales in July, compared to 27% in June. All cash sales accounted for 26% of transactions, with individual investors making up 16% of home purchases. Distressed sales, including foreclosures and short sales, represented 1% of total sales. Regionally, the Northeast experienced a decline of 23.8% in sales. The Midwest saw a 20% decline, the South had a 14.3% decline, and the West experienced a 12.5% decrease in sales. Median sales prices varied across regions as well. Recently, Leonard Murano, the president of the Americas at Lectra, spoke with Home News Now about the importance of nearshoring and the use of technology for the future of the furniture industry. Murano highlighted three main drivers of nearshoring, speed, quality, and flexibility. Being closer to the consumer allows for faster delivery of products while asserting more control over quality control practices. Additionally, nearshoring enables flexibility in meeting specific consumer needs, particularly in an era of customized products driven by e-commerce. Murano emphasized that nearshoring extends beyond Mexico, with furniture production also thriving in North Carolina and the West Coast. Other benefits of nearshoring in the furniture industry include adopting an on-demand model, reducing material waste, optimizing material usage, and reducing the carbon footprint. Contrary to assumptions, nearshoring does not result in higher costs for materials or products. With advancements in technology, companies can produce nearshore products with less labor, making the cost comparable to mass production. Murano also discussed the increased predictability and reliability of supply chains through nearshoring. The disruptions caused by the pandemic and conflicts in certain regions have prompted many companies to localize their supply chains. As for Lectra, they focus on providing integrated solutions and leveraging Industry 4.0-based technology to assist their customers in the planning, design, and production processes. Notably, Lectra recently acquired Gerber Technology and revitalized their manufacturing facility in Tolland, Connecticut, showcasing their commitment to Industry 4.0-based practices.
Overall, the furniture industry has embraced the concepts of nearshoring and automation, with furniture companies at the forefront of adopting these technologies. The availability of Chinese-owned factories in Mexico and Central America further supports the trend of nearshoring in the industry. Companies that fail to invest in speed, agility, and quality may find themselves falling behind competitors who prioritize these factors enabled by nearshoring and technology. Recent reports from vendors affiliated with American Freight, which consists of around 300 stores and was previously known as Sears Surplus and Sears Outlet, have shed light on a two-day meeting at the company's headquarters. Allegedly, one of the chief officers requested vendors to bypass their independent sales representatives and return the commission back to the retailer. It's crucial to point out that these allegations haven't been officially confirmed or denied. However, identical claims from multiple sources lend some credence to this information. If these actions are true, it could be seen as more than tough business maneuvering. It might appear unfair and even ruthless. Such actions could lead to litigation and have far-reaching effects on the financial stability of both retailers and reps. This story echoes recent events at Klausner Furniture, where a sudden shutdown left workers in limbo. It seems that actions influenced by venture capital are becoming increasingly prevalent in our industry. In an ideal scenario, reps, retailers, and suppliers would collaborate for mutual benefit. But situations like this raise serious ethical questions. Is it truly necessary to jeopardize the reps commission? What are the broader implications for our industry? Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll see you guys at the next one, and don't forget to subscribe.